first of all, uh, welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. I'm Jacob Dahlin, your uh, humble correspondent. With us today, we have someone that doesn't need a whole lot of introduction. Uh, Tommy Salo, originally from Suderhammar, uh, 10 years in the NHL, Olympic gold, world championship gold, um, well-known in the hockey community. Welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So um, thanks for coming on. And I thought we would, since this is a junior hockey podcast, the subject could be extremely broad. And like we talked about earlier, we could talk about this for a couple hours, but people would drop off after five minutes. (laughs) So what I thought we would do is talk about your career from youth short short junior experience straight into the nhl but then also your second career as a coach and general manager and but to try to focus on your perspectives uh about junior hockey in sweden but perhaps also what you've seen in in north america so why don't we start uh I typically say this, who is, uh, who's Tommy Salo? Tommy Salo is uh, doing okay right now. And uh, thanks for being in on this show. They're going to be interesting and uh, do it in English. I have to do it in a long time ago. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, be fun. So tell us a little bit about your, um, you grew up in Surahammar, uh, outside of Westeros on the, east coast of uh sweden let's start there yeah well and when i was young uh, uh starting up with playing hockey when i was like five six years old i think and uh, i just love a big goalie right away so so i haven't simply in scoring lots of goal on front but i have a few stop uh stop the ball and the park most of the time in the when i was young yeah and then uh, starting up with uh, playing with all the older players all the time, from five six years old to they were eight nine. Same when I was eight nine, they were ten eleven. So all the time I play with older players all the time. I think that was really good for my future, like uh, play with all the players. Yeah. And uh, well, when I come up to eleven twelve. Same thing there. I play with a guy who was up to 14, 15 years old. Same time I come up to juniors was the same thing. They're almost there. I play all the time with all the players. And uh, I think yeah, that's why, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like uh, starting get uh, building my confidence with playing with uh, all the player all the time. Yeah. How was it? So, did you go to gymnasium back? Yes. So, so where did you go? Is that how you ended up in Vesteros? Yes. Uh, okay. I was in the gymnasium in Vesteros in uh, uh, two years. Uh, so, same thing there. Uh, starting up first year, I was in, uh, in Vesteros. We played with the uh, juniors. But the uh, year after, bring me back to Surahamma and then told me I'm going to play in. Uh, and senior senior team and uh, 
then I go back one more year and then I left back to Westeros again. So uh, I was a little bit back and forth when in the gymnasium. Yeah, I see here uh, uh, Westmania. What was what was Westmania? Div Division One is that the was that the Westeros kind of minor league? Yes, the, you, you know I, you can call them a farm team more yeah. like uh, for Westeros. So uh, we were player between uh, what can you say eighteen to twenty five maybe yeah. almost an Westmania, and we play uh, on uh, one oh, league. And yep. um, so we were up and down a little bit in the Westeros and Westmania. If they need some players, we were up and down. It was like a farm team. So I just think that that's a, a, a interesting, you know, even though, and of course, um, uh, the, the, the Swedish system is a little bit different than the U.S. where you have the, uh, the ability to move up and down at leisure. Yeah. And I would imagine that, you got to play a lot of hockey during those times. Yeah. No, that was perfect for me. And at the same time, I was in Westmania. I think I was 18 years old. And that was the year I played in the junior world championships too. So so I was really young and still playing with the seniors all the time. So that's been awesome for me. At the same time, when I play in, a, um, what do you call it? Call it elite series, a Swedish First league, yep. uh, we were, it was easier for me to get in there and play too. And when I get playing with all all the players all the time, yeah, I'm curious too. When so when when did it become when did it switch from being just uh, fun with the boys to serious? This is what I wanted. This is who I am, and this is what I want to do. I think it's around there, 15, 16 years old. I think, yeah, that's that's the start, and uh, that's the serious i feel that way when yeah. i was i'm going back so i think that was 15 16 17 that was more important and did you find yourself being different than the guys that you grew up with where did you did, if you looked around in the locker room not everybody in that locker room had the same success or or but but i would imagine the commitment level was and the dedication may not have been the same among everybody as well, right? Well, starting when I think I was uh, came in uh, junior world champion, and I like when I play with a national team, I think that's yeah. the start. A little bit more different. But you play with the best players all the time, and you get your eyes on you when you uh, not it uh, well. Not a crowd starting get know your name, everything like that. Players too, and coaches. And uh, I think that's the start being a little bit more like, wow, this is going a little bit better than what I was thinking about. So I think that's make me more uh, more focused on hockey, even more than I was before. So let's let, let, let's dig in a little bit there because I think it's interesting. How did that, so the success bred success, but how did that affect, so when you're saying that you got a stronger focus, how did that, what did that mean? Well, the means that you do something good and uh, somebody see you like doing something good, like you, know, you play good hockey and uh, people like, what are you doing? I think that's, uh, that show, when you get in the gymnasium, you get picked in the gymnasium in Westeros, they picked me there. So that's show me like a little bit more like 
well, you can do something with a hockey. And when you know somebody see you and you do something good and you have a chance to do something, I was not dreaming about the national team and NHL that way when I was 15, 16. It started when I starting somewhere 16, 17. Well, yeah. going pretty good. I just keep going from there. So did did that also translate into putting more work and 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 focus focus on on the the effort that you put into it as well? Yeah, well, I play football, uh, soccer, you call it there, and the tennis. So I have the choice, and then my choice was easy. So there was hockey on then. That was only hockey for all the time. Nice, nice. So and then, uh, of course. National team, U19, U20, and then you stayed in the national team for, uh, we're about the same age. And of course, I remember uh, household name um, in the national team for, for a long, long time, really throughout the entire career. Uh, so you got a couple of years early and very young in Elite in the top division for with Vesteros uh, and some success back then, right? Yeah. No, we were playing good. We have a good team too, so it was easy to be goalie. Yeah. And then let's talk about uh, it wasn't that common. So 1994 New York Islanders, which year were you drafted? 93. So I was surprised. I was on a vacation in Florida when I get drafted. So I have no clue that I get drafted. And there were no cell phones there at that time. So it was. So who, was, how did you get notified? I don't know. They called me on the hotel room. I don't know how they get told of me, even that. So they called me and say, You get drafted on New York Island. So I was really surprised that, that day, that for sure. Okay. Who was the coach back then? Let me, I guess. Uh, Where? In, in, in the, the island. Uh, there was Al Arba was there before. Okay. Uh, and first I have Lauren Henning, maybe. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to uh, to pull that up on Elite Prospect. It's, it's yeah, there somewhere. It's, yeah. And uh, the year I came there, so... That was year after the 94, 95. Um, Mike Milberg came there. A little oh, bit. Okay. So Interesting. Were, yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I do, I, I, so I'm, I'm curious about this. First year in the U.S. has got to be, especially as a very young, young goaltender. Um, but Thomas Öderström, also a goalie there. Yeah. And it's starting with that uh, starting with a lockout. It was lockout 94-95 in NHL. So uh, uh, I was in a uh, trains camp and I think Ron Hexel was there. Okay. Uh, uh, so that was my first year with a, uh, in the camp and I, I really liked Ron Hexel. But at the same time it was a lockout year. I get in the minors and uh, Tom Surgeon get traded for Ron Hexel that year. Yeah, 65 games. Wow. In Denver Grizzlies in the IHL. Yeah. That's got to be a big change, too, going as a young player 
going to a new country and then you get to play 65 games, which... No, that was perfect for me. Uh, I really? Great, yeah, that was great for me. Uh, I have a great coach, uh, Butch Goring, helped me out a lot. And I have a, a great teammates uh, who I play a long time with. My age, Niklas Andersson, who helped me out there with English and uh, how to get apartment and uh, uh, everything what you need for get, get going. In and I guess it, there wasn't a whole lot of downtime when you were playing that much to it was practice games, practice games. Yeah. Going no, from the apartment it. to the rink. No, I love it. There was all the time. There was, like you say, like the three games a week. And yeah. most of the time in the minors is you play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, yep. so, Monday, so Monday, Monday's off, but then you have practiced all the so time. So you're, you're 23, 24 years old then, which yes. is which is incredibly young as a goaltender. But uh, so I'm curious too, physically, how did you, you know, how did you, were you prepared uh, with your body? Was your body prepared to, 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 to take that leap or how, where did that come from? Uh, I was really focused, but doing good for me for myself and to show up there and uh, doing good yeah uh, that was difficult play friday saturday sunday and then minus that's yeah. for sure that was a little <laughs> bit different but i'm used to uh, but uh, you have to learn that too so you have to eat and rest and take care of your body and uh, get focused and uh, be ready for your game yeah that works but you love to play the game so i don't have a problem with that yeah well, most people they would they would now go into talking about the rest of your NHL career and and so on and and like I said, we could spend hours there, but but I really want to focus on since this is junior hockey, um, yeah. we'll, we're actually going to hit the fast forward button and yeah, skip right. ten years in the NHL, which would everybody would probably want to hear about that, and I would too. But um, I'm I'm if if we fast forward long career. And then come back to Sweden for a few seasons, but playing in the in in international play, and then retirement. Uh, curious, did you? So did you quit when you retired? Was that? Um, a, did you quit on your own terms, or did did your body shut you down? No, for my own. Uh, my body was okay, but uh, I started feeling like uh, I was not that good anymore. Like I'm feeling I'm going down and I don't like to practice that much. So that's easy <laughs> choice to start in uh, retire there. Did the, and um, did the player, did the style of play change around that time as well? As oh, a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. A few yeah. years yeah. before that. And, and, and bigger, bigger goalies are coming in. I mean, six foot, yeah. As a as a goaltender today is considered very very small, yeah. Um, so, so let's move into second part of your career, which is uh, equally uh, interesting. Head coach right away. So yeah. you didn't sit around very long. No, no I have you... a plan. I have a plan. I want to do that right after I did that. So. So I started with coaching in three years and a league 
Division One. Would you like you know, I started with? Yeah. Um, there for three years, and then, and then I was uh, uh, a little bit up in uh, we call it Allsvenskan, and I get fired there from. And then uh, they asked me if I want to starting it like a GM in the same team. I get fired from, so I start saying, <laughs> "Yeah, that's what I want to do." So I started when starting with GM right away. We get fired, so <laughs> that worked out good for me. So I was GM that club, and then Lexan buy me up. So I've been Lexan in four years after that. Yeah, and then uh, so and then also a little bit assistant coach, general manager. Uh, yeah, and and you know, I grew up in Lexand, of course, and and in yeah. a unique unique area. Uh, I mean, you're not that far away from Lexand, but did you live in Sudahamar the whole time, or did you did you live? When in- I was, yeah, since I was uh, nineteen, uh, nineteen twenty, I was in Sudahamar. Then I, well, that was that that was it. And then I've been all over the place after that. Yeah. So where are you at today? Today I'm in Gothenburg. Okay, all right, but that's not where you live. No, no, it's uh, I was like you say. Uh, well, I'm from Surahama, but I live in Gothenburg right now. Okay, great. So uh, I'm I'm curious now. So several years then in in coaching and general manager, and you've been staying in touch with 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 hockey the whole time so if when you went back as a coach so in division one i would imagine that so kung elv yeah what was the junior hockey player interaction there was half the team come young players and half were experienced or yeah it was really young well we have young team there they were around the i should say around 19 to 25 almost everybody yeah, so it was it was nice to work with them. Uh, I like to work with the young young guys. They show up every day, and uh, they have to. They love to work, and uh, they love to play the hockey. They and, were working outside hockey all the time too. Uh, yeah. So, so, what was your focus then on? Um, so you're trying to get into coaching then, right? And yeah, and yeah, get experience. And what was the what was the hardest thing about being a coach first year? Uh, first of all, your hockey player, you just have a schedule you're following. Now you have to get up and do a schedule for the players. Yeah. That was a little bit more different for me. <laughs> I yeah. was just used to the schedule and I just follow the schedule. But now we have to do the practice area and, uh, and how you play the game. And uh, it was more focused on the players. More than the goal is, if you say it that way. Yeah. How how was it? I'm curious too. So we're in a Division One. Uh, so back then that was ninety. No, I mean two thousand seven. Six seven. Oh yeah. So that was they had Allsvenskan. So you had Division One. Uh, division One was the third level at that yeah. time. Yeah. Right? Then Allsvenskan. Then it is uh, Yeah. So within that team, and you have. Certainly, they don't make a whole lot of money. No, the they work. They work outside of uh, outside of hockey. But I'm sure that you had some players that were better than others, and you had some that were more dedicated than others. How was that as a coach to come in 
and not everybody's got the mindset of a, of a true pro. Well, it's difficult when you're working all day from, uh, like you say, eight in the morning to four in the afternoon, and then you're going to practice six six p.m. They're going to be it's really tough for the players, and uh, it's a little bit difficult for me when I get to the professional. You're you practicing at 10, 11 on the morning, and then you're free all day. And now you have to practice after when you work. That was a little bit difficult for me. And have to learn them how to, how tired they are. We play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, the time they were really tired when they've been working Monday to Friday. And uh, Friday games were off, usually awful games. At the same time, I understand them after, after a couple of weeks. When it, you know they're working all the time. Yeah, but uh, so the junior players on that team, yeah. I would imagine were perhaps not as um, from a work perspective. They may or may not have been working as hard as the guy that is twenty four, twenty five outside of hockey. No, so they may not. You know, they may live in an apartment. They don't have the expenses and family. Did you see? that some were super dedicated that were trying to climb up to get Tazvenskan and some were just happy to play somewhere. Yeah. A few guys have the, like you say, they were around the 20 years old and they starting, they want to get up one level more all the yep. time. And they did that to a few players and I'm really glad for them. But at the same time, everybody were proud and same with all the guys, they, they play hard for the young guys. So, no, it was fun to see how it works out. Yeah. And as a coach, was it how did you reward the the work, or was it all about I'm just gonna put the best player on the ice that's gonna help us win? Uh I try to make everybody in the team uh, uh like uh, they feel like they are in the team. They have some roles, all the players, and I I think that was the key for me and the players and have a great time together and win the hockey games. For I really, I was really hard about them that we want to win every game. Yeah. And we don't want to have bad games. And we want to try to get uh, be in the game all the game and have the chance to win the games. Yeah. And that was big focus for me, like a coach. Oh, it's great. I mean, and I, I would imagine it being a little bit difficult because it's a different world, um, the level that you played, and yeah. then having to make those adjustments. Um, of course, it's, it's different too. And they have a big respect for me. They know what I've been doing all my career, if you say that way. Yep. And, uh, but they did great. They want to work hard and they want to work hard for the coach. And I feel that way too. So, it was really fun to work with the young guys there. And then you went in to be a general manager. So <laughs> yeah, you got thrown was... into it, which uh, I would imagine was uh, also a new. Why in the world would you want to do that? I wonder that too. <laughs> no, like when you, when you love hockey and you want to, uh, I think I was like, uh, I feel like uh I'm good with the guys, and uh, I know what I want. I know how I'm going to build the team yeah. and the wrong team. So I think uh, uh, that's make me take something from NHL from uh, another 
side and this side in Sweden and uh, put the group together. I think, yeah, I, I think I was pretty good on that. So, so it was interesting. I was listening to, I think it was Hockey Sverige, uh, did an interview with, with, um, with Musk and Carlson. Yeah. And, and he was kind of in the same situation where he was kind of thrown into being a general manager pretty early. Uh, yeah. Certainly had a long experience and, and same thing for you. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and his comment was, yeah, I was, I kind of, maybe I did it a little too soon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. What about your what about your experience? Well, I think yeah, I was well, I was uh, middle on, I was in good age and when I started when I like you say I started with the coaching and I yeah. put in EM and and seen a lot of players, play with a lot of players. Yeah. And have a good connection with the, uh, many old players and uh, agents and uh, uh, I know a lot of people in the other side and yep. came in Sweden too. So I have a lot of good people around me all the time. So that makes it easier to be a GM too. So from a GM's perspective, when you are, so let's say when you are in uh, in Allsvenskan or even in the SHL, you have a budget that you got to work with. And so how yeah. important is the junior players um it's got to be difficult to balance um the edge of of uh what we call spets competence in, yeah. in 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 sweden but at the same time the the ability to develop the junior player give them the experience which is economically a good deal but they may not be exactly where they can compete um, how was that for you in terms of the ability to bring them up, given the experience for the longer term versus, you know, the experienced person that you can, that you can transfer in? Yeah. Well, I, I can, uh, talk about myself when I was in Lexander and then, then I have a, uh, name in Michael Kalber who helped me out and that's good good friend to me when I uh, been good friend for me for all my life. He was yeah. uh, born same town like I was. So he's same age too. So he'd been really good help with me. He worked with a juniors when I was a GM in Lexon and he have a, he know everything about the junior hockey. He know the, all the players there and I listening a lot of things about him and, and uh, we started work with that. We're going to get Three four guys a year get up in a uh, in a what do you call it in the uh, in, in the, the training team. group like yeah they're gonna have a chance to play it up there all the time so three four guys every every year gonna be up there and we starting get players all the time up there when I was there we have good juniors we get up uh, it was not me only me it was all Lex and did a great job with a get up the players like uh Philip Forsberg, Dilla Rose was it Dilla that Rose, year? Uh, Hendemark, yep, uh, uh, uh Rask. Um, we have, we have really good young guys who was on the way up, so 
was pretty easy for me VGM too. So I have a great team around me, and that's make uh, my job much easier too. So, so you relied on on um, on his eye to 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 feed you with the players that they that he felt. So Mika Karbay, who was the junior coach, to say these are the guys that are ready. Yeah, you can say that. Well, I saw the I I watch all the games in juniors too. Yeah. So I have my own eyes too. So uh, he told me look look up this guy and uh, watching him more and. Well, I was looking all all the team, but he told me this guy is gonna be ready pretty soon. So, so it's easy for me and see that too. So, well, it was not just Michael who did this. We have it like all team around me, the coaches yeah. and the and the junior coaches and everything like that. So we were on the same page or everybody, I think. But at yeah. the same time, when you have a your team around you is easier to take out, uh, take out and pick one guy who's gonna go up higher, higher all the time. That's the way it's. Well, when you when, when you got a Philip Forsberg and Jacob Delarose, kind of makes the makes it a little bit easier. Of course, it does. Make <laughs> like to say, and we have a great team from the junior and up in the league, uh, top league too. So, some uh, some curious back then. So first year, no, so. The first full year with Lexand. So Forsberg is then he was in '94. This was in so he was was he 17 that yeah, year? Yeah, 17, I think he was. Yeah. What do yeah. you remember? I mean, such an iconic player, such a Lexand guy, uh, amazing player. You know. Yeah. What What do no, you I, What do you remember yeah. from him? He was a kid. He just wanna have fun. He was, <laughs> he was, he wanna have fun every day. He came to work and like to the rink. He just play around with the park and have fun. He did the same stuff he do now. He did that when he was younger too. And you know he gonna be something. Extra, so how did how did that how did that from a general manager standpoint uh, was that. Certainly, he was also a talent, but but did that dynamic of having that young player? Certainly, he was mature for his age too. But but on the other hand, that as an athlete, that the love of the game, how did that did that have a positive impact with the veteran guys like Matias Timander and who else was? Yeah, of course. Of course you do. When you have a young player like uh, Philip was six, 17, say that way, and Timander was uh, probably around uh, 33, 34 when he was in Lexan. And, uh, but they have the same time, you can't see Matthias Timander was 33. He looked like he was, uh, his mindset was 17. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So he was really young. But at the same time, he was a dad for Philip. And, uh, and he was he was dad for the all team if you say it that way. But at the same time, Phil did something so much good for the team and the young guys. And the young guys show uh, look it up for him and like uh, they want to be like Philip and, and, and they're the same. They were the same age almost, and they make each other even better all the time when they were young. 
and it's amazing to see. I mean, he hasn't changed. He's he's. I watched the clips. He's coming back to the hockey school and shows up, yeah. rides his bike from Okura back to yeah. the rink yeah. and yeah. and shows up like he always has because he loves yeah. it. I mean, it's. I mean, he's a unique individual, of course. But um, so uh, the other part is, so in Lexon, when you were the GM, you had they had a GM for the junior program itself that concentrated on juniors and and youth oh you know you don't want to know how much work i have there <laughs> i have juniors i have the girls oh you have, were you were doing both yes i have all of it too oh so i have all everything on me and the same second year i have to was an assistant coach too <laughs> and i have to scout and uh, do everything well, that was a little bit too much work for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and today, today most of the elite clubs have someone that is focusing solely on the on the elite organization yeah. GM job, and then you have someone else that's doing the the juniors. Yeah. Of course, uh, it's not where to work out. Yeah, you have to scouts, and you have the GM should just do the uh, all log if you call that. Yeah, uh, the, then you have a. And GM for the juniors too, and the coaches. Yeah, I I just think it's a the Swedish system of of the ability to play even as a youth player, U sixteen, U fifteen, going into gymnasium, and the 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 sky's the limit. Um, the ability to play, no matter which level. I mean, if you are in an organization that has, you can play J eighteen. Division one is where they are, and then you have the ability to also play J20 at the same time and practice with J20. Yeah. And yeah. then you go up, or if you're a top player in hockey gymnasium, you may be J18, and now you're getting to play J20 on a regular basis and practice with that team. And you may get a yeah. cup of coffee with the with the division one or Alsvenskan yeah. or even in Elite Syrian. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it provides. I think the key, though, is that you have a structure, and you have a a uh, uh, certainly if you it could be the opposite effect if they are thrown into it too early and then they fail. Versus, so the ability to have like the relationship you and Mika Carberry had, where he knows this guy's not ready. I'm not gonna. He would benefit now to get more playing time in J18 yeah then to throw him into elite Serian as an example or, yes. or or you have an you have a guy that is man he's ready um and i think um uh, that's a unique um uh, advantage that sweden have that enables them to produce uh players i i i think the challenge is some players may be too eager to make the jump or make the leap too too soon. I think it's interesting today where someone like Dalian, who's now playing Alsvenskan, um, has a little bit more balanced way of looking at it than maybe some 20-year-old may have. Yeah, of course. But it's like you say... Uh... Uh, ice time is really important. It's no matter what level you are, and yeah. more ice 
time you get more confidence you be there out there yeah and uh, that's that's like you say it's good you have the juniors 18 juniors 20 you can play in division one and uh, get the ice time you need for get ready when you get up in a higher level all the time yeah well it's interesting so um uh let's talk a little bit about the third bullet point in my notes here Comisalascompany.com. Uh, what are you doing today? So what's so, so, so I, I wonder that too. No, I just <laughs> do some stuff here and there, and I try to do something uh, every day to get feeling like I do something. Uh, it's yeah. really boring if you don't have something to do. So I just uh, do some closing, closing, and I'm gonna. I'm done with a uh, book. I'm gonna let out. I'm gonna be in. Uh, September twenty-two, gonna okay. be out uh, to the to the crowd, and people can read my all life from fifteen, sixty, six years old to almost now. Wow, that's awesome! Uh, so I'm waiting for the the um, Tomasalo underwear uh, <laughs> coming out, just like Bjorn Borg underwear and and Salming underwear. Is that is that on the planning stage? Uh, uh, I'm not sure about that, but I you have, have to read. You have to read the book. <laughs> yeah, you have to read the book before you see it. Yeah, and then I guess, uh, and you're also open to speak to to uh, to groups and uh, tell tell me about that. Yeah. Well, I want to get out to people and uh, talk about, talk about my life and everything like that. And uh, I'm gonna I try to do like my life like tell. Uh, I get the NHL that way, and um, well, just uh, do something. I like I say, I, I want to do something in my life and do something what I can learn out somehow to yeah. everybody. I think it's awesome, and I think it's a great way to. Um, a lot of people become an expert after the fact, and then they keep that knowledge hidden away, yeah. and. Um, you know, it's the reason why we started this podcast is to share experience and 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 information for people to kind of learn for people that are interested and yeah. and and what a better way to to do that by talking about stories and talking about experiences and and similarities and differences and 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 so on in 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 people's careers or people people's lives. Yeah. That's so, what's the best thought. way? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to contact you in the future? Uh, yes, go hold me. Like, uh, you find me, Tom Solo. Uh, Tom Solo, what, what do you call it? TomSolo.com. TomSolo'sCompany.com, I think. TomSolo.com. Yeah, you can find me there too. But Tom Solo's, uh, you find me, Tom Solo, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So it's not I, better. I, I think uh, you're also pretty active on, on LinkedIn. Which not a lot of people. Yes, they yeah, have haven't been all the time, but uh, the last half year I've probably been there every day. <laughs> so I've yeah. been finding there too. No, I think it's and I, I think that's an easy way for people to reach yeah. out, and especially if they want to, let's say they want to have a conversation about from a business yeah. standpoint or or speaking engagement. That's a great way to to reach out and 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 so well, on there you find me you know, i find you 
That's uh, yeah. I think it was either. I have a lot of contacts on on LinkedIn, <laughs> but 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 uh, it, it's just an easy way to start a conversation. And with the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, it's a little bit unique. So it's kind of I've been sharing uh, the episodes with people and hope that people share them. Um, and um, it, it's it's a very non threatening way of of reaching out and building communities and and networks. Yeah, it's cool. It's really All right. Good. Well, thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. And uh, when you listen to it, I'm curious to see if you recognize the uh, the outro in the music. Uh, for those who know the uh, the vignette in Lexan hockey games, that's where it's coming from. But um, so when we, hit, when we hit end here, uh, that's where it's coming from. So hopefully you'll you'll uh, enjoy that. But thanks again. And uh and uh, oh, go great. out and buy the go out and buy the book is the is the uh, is the challenge here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you.